So we have some time together through until um, nine o'clock. Just before we begin, just a couple of points just like to touch upon with you. This evening I had the uh, invitation to uh, speak to our neighbours, the, the, the other group uh, uh, over there. As you, as you may have heard, that people who are very new to the world of meditation, more than 70% it was their first time actually in any kind of residential meditation situation. We had some lovely exchanges uh, together. And upon leaving there, I heard of a little bit about the group that was the informal group that was taking place uh, uh, on the lawn. And firstly, it's quite a step for uh, Jamal to come from Palestine uh, to be here. He very kindly came uh, in September of last year and like today uh, spent the afternoon with us. And one of the important aspects of all of that as we have been talking about so much over the days is the opportunity to listen and raise questions and uh, ask. As always with uh, these situations, not always so uh, uh, easy, but and to remember it's just the exchange which is important. And also in the good spirits and the warmth and the, of uh, such events that uh, take place, that whatever views you and I might express or someone else um, uh, might express with cooperation and cohesion and connection changes in views within all of us uh, um, really means that there's no absolute fixed view uh, there but the engagement and the process of the dialogues and the communications make possible it was particularly touching uh, to hear from uh, uh, Leela after that with the Kabbalah Shabbat this evening in room uh, poor pronunciation poor pronunciation no no, no, no perfect, I'm good oh, oh. Okay. Um, that uh, in uh, room uh, 11 uh, uh, this evening when the small uh, Friday evening uh, ceremony ritual uh, uh, took place that following from, from Lee, uh, Lee Lubina went to light the candle and then uh, Jamal also uh, followed to me the significance the symbolic significance of that is genuinely precious and important it, it's, a, it's a real statement uh, between people and to remember he is a very prominent voice with the next few weeks he will be travelling in Germany and other uh, parts uh, as one of the spokespersons uh, for, the, for the Palestinians and sometimes that kind of exchange in that uh, moment it kind of speaks uh, a great deal for everybody here and also for, <coughs> for him and hopefully we'll uh, see him uh, here and I know there is some Interest has been uh, uh, expressed, which Lubin is speaking and coordinating, helping to make happen, of some of you here, the internationals and others, to uh, um, have some more uh, contact and pay a short visit into uh, Palestine and, and just meet people and just these kind of dialogues and communications to keep them alive. So the Following on from that is um, just a few questions and points have been touched with regard to uh, the course uh, itself. And as uh, mentioned uh, on the uh, website, that the uh, intention and the understanding and agreement, we might say, with you is that in the next uh, few days, we'll provide everyone here with all who participated in the four weeks and uh, Maya was here with us for the, uh, the two weeks to provide this uh, certificate which we will send to you as a PDF 
the certificate states that you have participated in this four-week uh, residential mindfulness teacher training course and you have been participants uh, in this period of time and that will give you support uh, through the uh, certificate and of course the uh, body of teachers um, if it is needed at some point uh, uh, in the future uh, by you and uh, to keep uh, to do keep a, a copy uh, of it uh, uh, for yourself with the uh, evening time uh, at, at uh, this time in terms of the the body of the questions the questions may be emerging from the days we have had here uh, together from here to present uh, into uh, future and anything else of course that um, might be on your mind whatever that might be about do feel free to uh, ask and we will do our level best to respond anyone has anything you'd like to ask yes please yes, just a very small question please do um, regarding the dana Yes, and um, I very appreciated what what you explained and and said, and it was really giving from the heart. It was it was uh, I liked it very much. Thank and you. Um, then a question came up with some people also, um, because um, um, we also talked a lot about um, transparency. Yes, uh, you said that it's in our society more di more difficult to yes. speak about money than to yes. speak about sex, mm. and. Um, Uh, just a question, if it is a Buddhist tradition that the whole amount coming together yes. is never said, is it... Mm. Um, um, I haven't heard, heard that about the, the Buddhist tradition and to be honest, I don't even know. Because uh, you've got to be counted yet and sorted out. No, no, no not, not now. But no, but, uh, others, but there's no... You never know. I'm, I'm not... Not uh, not heard that personally. But yeah, it, it was just coming yeah, up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because you told so much about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the yes. question was about the tradition, or did no, you want to make a request? No, it was about why, why, if it, why um, it is never uh, never said how how much money comes together in in a whole um, uh, ah. group. Uh, yeah. the, when, um, for example, <coughs> when there are Uh, people giving money for some project afterwards it said it's so much money coming mm -hmm. together and never in these retreats and just wanted to know if it's uh, in this uh, Buddhist tradition that it is um, uh, never just or was a question coming up It never occurred to me okay, <laughs> ah, okay. Good. can I clarify is the question of that uh, like would you like to know like Why is it not transparent, basically? Yeah. Like after Powernhof, after last year, what was the money that the teachers got? And like after today, what is the money? Is that the question? More? The question is why, why, why it is not said. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was a question coming up with some some people. Mm -hmm. so <laughs> I just was asking. Never so, is it? I have to say, in, in <laughs> never even been mentioned to me before. Okay, and no, no. I haven't heard anywhere else either. But um, you want to know? You ask, and you we'll ask find and out. We huh? <laughs> to be honest, we don't even know where the dana is. Now. Yeah, we don't even know where it is. Not know no, what but it is. It, it's it a was more general. It's yeah. not. Uh, it's yeah. more general. Because of the time, could we move on okay. to another question, please? Mm. Yes. Anyone has anything to respond? Did you want to also say something to that question before? What came to my mind was, I think I said in the small group, that in the monasteries in the Burma or Thailand, when people give uh, dana, they put their names and the amount they give <laughs> very transparently on the wall, so everybody knows how much and, uh, and who gave it and so forth. So the whole issue of money is much... Uh, Shaila was telling us that in Burma when she was practicing mm -hmm. and uh, she said that uh, she thought it was in Thailand as well no, yeah. never heard not in Thailand, so in Burma in some monasteries in Burma, in some monasteries I've been to Burma like too. sorry to yeah. 
just to clarify, it's not a generality. It's yeah. a, a specific of a monastery, mm. perhaps which Shaila went to. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so in some places it's like this, and uh, it's actually a very good question. I mean, it does challenge our um, relationship with the, how much we give, how much we get, and all of that. So transparency is welcome. I would uh, maybe both sides. Mm. It's I think it's a donation, and it's, since it's a donation, it's, it's been... I, it's something silent and quiet between a, a student and a teacher mm. and I don't think this is, should be discussed or talking about mm. in the hall because it's something I give and I don't want to know <coughs> how much you say mm. and I think it's... Mm. I tend to... feeling level, I tend to agree and part of the reason I tend to agree um, is that when people give, uh, easily could be then, oh, I didn't give enough. Mm-hmm. I only gave a little bit. And uh, people might be quite poor. There are poor people in the in the room, uh, and that 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 would be my my, my, my hesitation. I think the anonymous there um, is is better personally. But if a person wants to know, as soon as I know. Come and find me, I'll tell you. (laughs) Yes, anyone, please. Yes, please, yes. Uh, It's not a deep inquiry, but out of curiosity in a way. I remember I asked Leela when I was doing a service (coughs) retreat five years ago, the same question. I'm curious what what in your what happens in your practice for you at this point when you close your eyes and meditate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Every time something different. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just like just like sitting there, I can be quiet. I can be trembling. Once, unfortunately, I fell asleep. I was so tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and who came want. to wake me up? <laughs> 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 and, you know. Impressive. <laughs> and, and like technique, do you do you focus on the breath? Do you like what work? Um, depend what is happening with me. I try to focus on my what I'm working more is focusing on my breath and relaxing. And if I feel that uh, some fear comes or trembling, then I open my eyes and I relax myself. It depends because sometimes I come and I feel like more cold because I'm on like <coughs> maybe like being here is usually easier. I'm more on a roll and then I will less be like that. Mm-hmm. But if uh, like I had this talk with Christopher and Lila before, and things came to me and stayed with me during the meditation, and I felt like. Oh. Then you know, I try to do what is help helping me, mm-hmm. my compassion. You know. <coughs> mm-hmm. What? Do you say moi or vous? What? <laughs> 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 moi <French>? is me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you go first. <laughs> um, with the with the meditation, there are primary three uh, meditation engagements that I have. I don't use the word practice uh, uh, very much. So uh, sometimes with the meditation I feel the priority for me um, is uh, the concentration, um, being on a specific object uh, such as the breath. And that would be an important aspect (coughs) of the meditation for me. (coughs) Uh, There are times where with the meditation um, it's not the concentration on the particular it is just sitting with an expansive awareness with no object whatsoever Uh, uh, the other third one which I engage in regularly and and if there's some thought going on whatever it might be about there's some thought then the practice in terms of the meditation at that time is to be really vigilant and clear about the construction of those thoughts and to be clear enough to know that a thought is just a thought and is no more than or less than that 
um, and made quite resolution, this is decades ago uh, now, that I would never use the meditation for thinking about what I'm going to say in the next talk or, or what somebody said to me in the previous one-to-one, uh, that it's uh, keep a real focus uh, with uh, regard to that. And I was very impressed that Mikhail said she had one sleep I have to say I've had some excellent naps uh, in, this, in this very spot over the past years and long may they continue. <laughs> when tired, sleep. For me, it's... Um, uh, I can speak about now. Um, recently, because... I. I spent quite a long time now um, meditating in India in this cave I've been telling you about. So I feel it's somewhat uh, influenced, uh, quite a, quite a lot of influence right now on the quality of my meditation and uh, the quality of the experience. Uh, so it's not so much about the object. It's more maybe uh, similar to what Christopher was saying about the expansion. It's more like a feeling intention kind of thing. Um, and a very sweet connection to that which is deep. Mm-hmm. Not always, not constant, but uh, pretty much there. So, and it's not always the case, of course. Mm-hmm. This is not. So, um, as a person, uh, I, I had my first exposure to the practice in the Gwenka retreats, and I went to quite mm. several. And the repetitive narrative is, uh, you practice this, and you reach the final goal of liberation. It's always like the final goal of uh, full liberation. You practice until you become an arahant. It may take one lifetime, it may take a hundred. But it's always this, and I, I, I'm wondering... What is your take on this narrative? Is it relevant for nowadays? Have you ever actually seen an arahant? Or maybe it's just like in the northern star pointing a direction? What do you think about it? The um, <coughs> response and comment is not intended in any way to uh, relationship to uh, the Goenka tradition. That's, that's, that's not my job. More, uh, far more uh, I- importantly, there that for those who find that the language of the metaphor called path and goal called to achieve or reach liberation, to become an arahant, which means the complete end of problematic life in every level, at every depth. Um, That will give uh, inspiration, motivation, (coughs) sense of purpose, and uh, and a direction uh, there. The concern that one can have can be that one is, as it were, forever on the path. It can raise the questions, was, has anybody in this identification, shall we say, with the metaphor, ever reached the end of the goal? It always seems to be that step further away, this lifetime or uh, uh, next lifetime. I think it's important as a process, path and goal, but since the path and the goal has, in my view, essentially inseparable features, a realised human being does live with wisdom, does explore mindfulness and meditation, does apply creative effort, does engage in a white, uh, skillful livelihood and much, mu- much, much more. So the goal, is, the path, is somehow 
an intimation and an expression of what the goal is about. They're not like two different creatures uh, here. And the confirmation of realization is the person is living the way of the of the path, quote unquote. There will be a time for quite a few people, including people in this hall, where the metaphor of path and goal is no longer useful. And it can genuinely can be dispensed with. That doesn't mean to say a person then says, oh, I've let go of the path and goal, and therefore falls back into old habits and patterns. That's not what is being stated. But there's the opportunity without metaphors that were used then to see, can I know a taste of what freedom is here and now in this situation? And that taste of that drop of water, shall we say, uh, there is no different than the taste of the pure lake of the water. So there are authentic insights and experiences of feeling genuinely free in which there is no demand on other, no demand on oneself, and there's a genuine sense of expansiveness and depth. And this can be discovered in the here and now. The significance for what's called the noble ones, or the deeply wise uh, there, is that this sense of, of a freedom and depth is the norm. It is the everyday there may be some departures away from it. There may be some unresolved patterns and areas of, in, of uh, problem or whatever which can arise uh, there. That cannot be hidden from oneself, the unresolved, nor can it be hidden from others. And the whole being wishes to look at that because it's uh, getting in the way of this immediate freedom or liberation. And for some, there is a genuine fading away of the problematic mind. It is something quite unknown. And the Buddha's Dharma says this can be realized. And we have to see from our own experience <coughs> at the present time whether our way of viewing, which is supportive, is path and goal. And the Buddha, of course, has used this very, very frequently, but he's very, very frequently not used it. We have to see what is valuable and workable and uh, healthy for us. I received today another uh, WhatsApp message from my friend in India. They just they had this culture of sending this a lot of flowers and cats and babies, <laughs> stories and all of that over WhatsApp. But this friend sending me this really beautiful quote of Nisargadatta uh, Maharaj and Ramana Maharshi, and like really, literally every day. Yeah. <laughs> so, one of them was really great today, and it's just related. He said, Nisargadatta uh, Maharaj said, It is so close to you, there is actually no room for a path <laughs> just came today <laughs> that's of course is also a view <laughs> yeah. a beautiful one <laughs> quite a view nice, nice. Yeah, precious precious I'll put it in another way liberation is closer than our thoughts <laughs> yes, uh, there was one of the, uh, Yes, please. You said something, I'm not sure I got this one, but you said something about uh, being clear. Being who? Being clear. Clear. Of the construction of the thought. I missed the word. Construction. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yes. You could say more about it. More about it. Yes. <laughs> Would you like to say, to say some more about the construction of the thought? You can speak and I will think if I have something important to say to add. 
So the thought is the w- different ways of saying the same thing here. In the field of uh, inner life, the thought is the word, it's the concept, it refers to the idea, to a label, to a name. This is all constructed. It means that there's some movement inside, which is fine, and out of it emerges thought. So the thought is a construction. It's put together. The sentence, therefore a stream of thoughts, is put together. It's a construction. Liberation is knowing the unconstructed, that which cannot be constructed. There are times, and that was the reference when um, Itai was asking about um, uh, meditations, when there is a sense or a knowing that the thoughts which are constructed really need some attention, whatever. It could be some reactivity, it could be too much thinking about something, even if it's healthy and good and happy or whatever. It could be a, a disconnect from events and one senses that. The excess of thought or thought which is under the influences of unhelpful habits and patterns, we begin to live in a world of identifying with the constructions, the views, the interpretations, and the world of thoughts, and that will bring us existing in the imaginations about how things are, through the thoughts, which is a false, deceptive world. And our exploration and practice is to not to get rid of thought, but to see what thought is clear, supportive, and in an appropriate way is an endeavour to reflect as well as possible how things are. And the power of our practice, of our exploration, is to have the capacity to let go of that kind of thought or see the emptiness of it, that kind of thought which somewhere in us we know this thought is not worth pursuing. And it's an important aspect of a liberating process. Yeah, please, yes, please. For me, it was very important to to realize and remember. Uh, you said about habits; that thoughts are also habits, and to understand that every time I'm thinking a thought, there is more of a chance that I will think the same thought another time. And just to really, really remember it, how much thinking thoughts affect what I will think tomorrow and after tomorrow. So when I see a thought that is not helpful, it's like, it's not only for me to see it's not helpful, it's to understand how it influences me and how it can influence um, the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. So then to try to see, oh, this is not helpful, and to move, to find, a lot of time I try to find, um, I, I, I I talked about it a few days ago, I, uh, if I see that I have an unhelpful thought, then I try to find another anchor, maybe another anchor of a thought that I can go and move to it every time I see the thought coming so that I have something to go to and I start to work on the, my habits of thought and I see how it changes when I do it again and again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can, can yeah. I add something to that? Please do, yes. Shelley. The seeing the construct uh, constructing yes. of the thoughts yes. it can go even further <coughs> seeing the constructing of uh, all, all perceptions mm. mm-hmm. inside and out the, the emotions mm. the, the sensations the, the objects outside 
and and also that the thoughts that would receive when it, it can it can come it's very very gross you can see how gross yes. thought is it's very gross right mm. it's like when you when you live in the space that we spoke about yes. now that we spoke the space that in beyond thoughts and mm. feelings <coughs> the thoughts like, like big buses or like really heavy mm. gross mm. you know and yeah. and also find that um, I do it a lot outside meditation do a lot of uh, this seeing the fabrication seeing the constructing yes of the thought just in normal life just when it's <coughs> when it's happening kind of seeing that mm. <coughs> yes the real key as you point out is it's the seeing clearly enough that we really get to understand a thought is just a thought and just that can just help to take some of the, the weight out of out of the thoughts uh, there it is just an interpretation whatever it, whatever it might be about and <coughs> We need to think, but we need to think about things which are important mm. and, and understand that the real value of thought, especially in its reflective mode. Yeah. There's a real place for human beings to, to think well. And some of our academics and scholars and philosophers are, are doing really precious and important work because they're willing to reflect on things and share their views uh, uh, with us. I think one last thing to add yes. here that the construction of a thought what uh, Michal was asking sometimes it's so so subtle it's mm. as if it's really behind 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 us and it's really hard to locate <coughs> but the proof of it would be some kind of an unease mm. in the being usually it relates to a self-thought even without the words yeah. oh this is who I think I am it's just kind of a feeling tone to it but there's <coughs> some kind of a mind construct behind that that masks itself as truth the very fact that we can see it is the proof that we are not it subject an object if we can see it we are not that which we can see. And it's quite an amazing thing to, to realize because, whoa, first of all, what does it mean? If this is not me, wow. And who is that entity that sees? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not an entity. What is going on really? Mm -hmm. And then we are embarking on this really interesting journey into finding <coughs> out <coughs> what is going on below. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Yes. So, over the, the four weeks of the program, yes. we discussed the lots of important areas yeah. and topics. And um, the, there is a, a certain approach that I, I kind of like. It's, it's about playing games. Playing games? Yes. Mm. So... <laughs> we have the experts here. Okay. And so sometimes you ask people why why people do things, right? Like if you ask mountain climbers, why did you really want to climb that mountain? And he tells you because it was there. And it could be the game of the role, right? It could be the game of the money, it could be the game of the, uh, whatever, right? And, and I, maybe it's the game of liberation. <laughs> anyway, the, the reason I, I feel that this kind of approach is uh, <coughs> useful to think in, in like why am I do why do I want to do things it's like okay I want to win the game mm -hmm. and uh, um, would would you have any concerns about 
the use with language um, of the game, of the word game. Do you think it could be or should be applied to everything? I tell you what it does. It, it, it makes things less personal. Mm-hmm. It takes off a lot of weight because mm-hmm. it's a game. I may win, I may lose, I'm just playing the game. It, mm. In a way, it also brings a lot of the drive, you know, like, let's win the game or let's, that kind of. Mm. So, you ask me if it's applicable to everything? Mm. I don't know. But it applies to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Game, for some of us, for myself, is associated quite often with winning and losing. Yes. <coughs> is that what life is about? I have no clue. <laughs> but, but if you, you can, be, like sometimes, mm-hmm. this framework, mm. for instance, the, when you talk about money, right? It's a solar... Mm. So much charge involved with it, so yes. much insecurities, everything with this stuff. So, a certain approach would say, let's play the game of money, mm. yeah, using the rules that mm. are, are available. Could, couldn't it, there be a danger, because it's quite often used, as you point out, with regard to money, <laughs> that treating, oh, it's just mm-hmm. a game, and one, one will hear this quite often from the financiers and the bankers and the people in the stock exchange. And that lightness of view could put the person out of touch with the consequences of playing the game, which can be massive loss of livelihood and lives in this game of winning and losing in the market. Very possible. It's a wedding, if you are feeling a bit nice. <laughs> Please, uh, I will add that there is a difference between playfulness and the game. Mm. Mm, nice. To bring playfulness to life is great. Mm. It's part of enjoying what we can do. Mm. And um, about games, it depends. Mm-hmm. Um, in games, there are a lot of time, in some kind of games, there are roles. And when there are roles, you, you can be less connected to reality because you're playing something and you're some disconnected from what is happening. Mm. And um, what can arise from, I don't know if we call it games, exercise, which I do like, personally, is uh, the, the opportunity to experience something. And so different exercise, for example, we can experience something and we learn something truthful about ourselves and about relationship. And um, so words are just words, but if you go into whatever, if it's money or whatever you do, and you see it as an experiment, something that you can experience and you choose how to be and you are not disconnected, then, then maybe something helpful will happen for me. But if seeing something as a game and then being disconnected from the consequences or the people or, or your being because you are a role, then uh, you lose something. What I see. I may just add a sentence here. An example of what uh, Mikhail is talking about, uh, which makes me feel uncomfortable, when in war the language which is being used by the military mm-hmm. and therefore by the commentators um, in the theatre of war mm-hmm. with the actors who are involved. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a, a way of kind of watering down 
terrible suffering that goes on in, in conflict by reducing it to theatre. And, and that language is used very, very frequently to make it a little easier. To me, it's denial. Moshe Dayan, who was a general and minister of defense in Israel, he said that war is the best game for, uh, for adults. <laughs> war is the best game for adults. For sick adults. Adults, in Bulgarian. Yes, yes. Not for kids. Is there freedom of will? If we say this thought is not wisdom, I want to get rid of this thought and bring another thought. Who is I? What I do? If we have time. There is a freedom of will. Of course, but it's not personal. It is not belong to you. We've been through that many times, yeah. So the 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 language can be quite uh, uh, misleading here, because usually we we speak about choices and free choice. And really, if we look into our choices, we see how did they come about, apropos constructions of thoughts and emotions, and see the different influences on us. And there's very little freedom there uh, of, uh, like what we call free choice uh, we're under the illusion that we are disconnected and there's an entity inside that is just making just cre- creating a thought and following it and that's and this view is is simply not right on the other hand it's quite uh, Iffy, if we talk about uh, determinism, everything is predetermined, and uh, yeah, that's another view. To me, maybe actually this is the question: how how can we solve this paradox and not? uh, It's hard to believe that it is determined. So, so what is it not determined? To me, it's a paradox from a, a certain standpoint, from a point of view of the self, of the I, that is either under the influence or completely, or influencing completely. From that standpoint, you can't really solve this uh, paradox. Take another standpoint. Go out of this point of view, from the self to something else, and then see. Have an, a new look, a fresh look on this. This is the, the connection between Tavrut Gomli. Dependent arising, you are? Ratzon Kofshi, Yeshlo Kesher Itavrut Gomli. Sorry, you're So Tal is asking if free will has <coughs> a, the con- a, a connection to. Um, uh, dependent arising. <laughs> Again, when you see dependent arising, you see the not self in yes, it. Exactly. So the the free will is belonging to whom? Exactly. So that's I said it yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It can shed that sheds light upon this understanding. Okay. 
Everything is uh, predictable and, uh, and the permission is, is given. <coughs> and, and it's beautiful because as we said, when we live our life, we, have, we, feel, we, we know I can go to there, I can go to there, I can go to there. Like there is, life gives us so much permission to do different things. But if we understand that we are, con we are constructed out of our, I said it, out of our genes and out of um, society. So in some way, <coughs> it's predictable. And uh, for me, this is a lesson of compassion to myself and for others. So if I understand it, then, then I can see in everyone, then I can have compassion to everyone from this kind of course. <laughs> What's your two cents on it? Mm. Maybe you will give answer to this. Have you can give a response? Um, that which is dependent on something else cannot be free. In my, in my view, there cannot be free will. It is not possible mm -hmm. because for the will to actually act, it requires energy, life, consciousness, conditions, and frequently the support of other people as well to be able to exercise the will, the free will. To me, freedom is only in the unconstructed, only that, that which does not require or need the support of something else. To me, that is to be free there. So the will, dependent on everything, just being human for a start, as well as on the outer circumstances uh, there. If we had free will, then clearly we would exercise it to stop the suffering in life immediately. Yeah. If there was any, that would be the first thing that one would do. Well. So liberation is the authentic freedom because it's not dependent upon. It's not dependent on the events of the mind is not dependent on the events externally and I say to stay true to that and the text was quoted there and another significant one as well you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free it's a powerful statement of truth and uh, uh, freedom and out of that sense and appreciation and love for freedom which doesn't require conditions for its uh, uh, present, then there's the exploration of its movement into our, into our life and expression uh, there. And some people wish to use the language of self, fine. And others might you prefer to use the language of dependent arising or not self. To me, uh, uh, that is fine as as well. Both can be a manifestation or a confirmation of a great liberation. Enough. <laughs> yes, please. Two questions. Yes, yeah, please. All right. Oh, All right, we're near the end. <laughs> Go on. Yes. First, how come that in Four weeks. In four weeks, yes. <laughs> we didn't speak about those kind of things directly. 
And now I'm finding ourselves in the last night of the program speaking about those things. Yeah. Which things very good even in this last forty five minutes quite a few things have touched upon. What have you got in mind? Maybe if I will use your words Please do. <laughs> I can say the dips. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Those kind of things about the uh, constructions, about self, non self, about uh, you know, the freshness. We, we almost didn't speak about those kind of things directly, okay. Mm. And now in the last night, last hour, yeah. everyone's speaking about that, including a participant, including teachers. And I want to say, how, how, how does it happen? Mm. And I want to ask the second question, how do we connect those things we spoke about in the last hour to the all other fields we were speaking about in the other four weeks? Mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 I can speak, speak personally for a moment. With the talks that have been given in Germany and here, mm -hmm. there has not been a single talk when I haven't spoken and made some reference to freedom, to the limitless, to the infinite, mm -hmm. to truth, to the deep, to the beyond. It's all in the language and it's been recorded, it's there. Mm -hmm. Not a single, I never give a single talk without reference to it. It's just not in my bones even to be able to do it there. I quite agree that the uh, priority um, is one which of, of agents of change. And therefore our silences and our practices, our meditations and our discussions genuinely have had that kind of focus. Clearly, if it, uh, there's, I can hear the, the, the wish and the good voice uh, there, so my encouragement is sit more, <coughs> meditate more, listen to the teachings on those areas of uh, interest that we are uh, uh, sharing uh, here. Lend your ear on good audios and be totally dedicated to help that integration, the point that you made is genuinely a really uh, uh, um, um, uh, a really important one no question of that mm. I'd I like to mm -hmm. refer to that, I was going like that Jonathan, but mm. maybe not from what you might think you said, mm. I was listening carefully to you and you said how come in four weeks now we are speaking about that and I was referring to how come this is the proof is in the pudding they say in England yeah. never understood this <laughs> phrase anyway but after four weeks of doing that look at this beauty now look at the depth that is going on now it's not that it wasn't there before but maybe now it's much more available and this is what, what we're all feeling and you were saying it, participants are talking I mean all of us are talking about it now very much in the open and in, in ease, you know, like that. So that's a very beautiful proof for me that what we've been doing here is so valuable, mm. so valuable. And even if it looks like social thing or political talks or this or that or the other, the deep was so much there all the time. Mm. And now it's out in the open and we celebrate it. And it's not different from anything else that we do, by the way. It's there all the time. I will add in a different direction. That <coughs> listening, it reminds me what we had today with Jamal. And uh, I was thinking before how I've been in the past in different Israeli-Palestinian and every time it will crash. It was... Today is the first time, and with Lubna, the first time that I met after so many situations that there was such an open heart mm -hmm. listening mm -hmm. and willing to listen to something that is different for some of the people from their views. So I think this, how come it's so deep today? It's it manifests in different things, not only in this talk. Mm -hmm. And it's just it. something to show about that mm -hmm. process that we all went through during this, this <coughs> time. Mm -hmm. So many ways. Nice one, Nicole. Excellent. You, had, you said you had two questions. No, I asked them both. I asked them both. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. Last <laughs> yeah. one. Last question. 
Yes, please. Yes. I will ask a question that may be strange for you, but in the last two days I was thinking a lot about romantic love. Very strange question. I have to admit that in the past few why would you think strange? <laughs> <laughs> because you know, when you talk about thoughts. Oh, I see. All right, all right. And I yeah. think it's. Um, <laughs> I was thinking that in the past two years, when I wasn't in a relationship, mm -hmm. I have been developing much faster. <laughs> <laughs> Spiritual <laughs> I mean, all the uh, romantic relations mm. take such a lot of time. We've <laughs> 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 been busy all the time in a very obsessive way. <laughs> I feel, he feels, she feels all the time like Yes. Mm. And I started really to think. <laughs> Honestly, it's slowing the the development. <laughs> it's it's slowing the process of the soul to develop. Mm. And I don't say it's stopping it, but it's it takes so much. It's like taking a lifetime to be in a relationship, no children, no family, yes. all the rest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to know what <laughs> you, you'll be getting a separation tomorrow. Right? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> All right, you're the. Are you in a relationship? No, no, me. All right. Sorry. <laughs> okay. The ball is on your side of the court. Sweethearts, all of you. And you, and you, and you. Everybody is in relationship. Mm. What are you talking about? <laughs> we are in relationship all I the time. Romantic. 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 Personally, I'm in love with everything. And everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Got, got you. I mean, even if, I mean, you can see it in yourself, in every, everybody can see it in his or her process. I mean, there's, it's actually a mirror. Yeah, sometimes it's a very strong one and very bright one and it's just too much and it's time to back off a little or a lot and say thank you very much, now I need my peace of mind and rest. But the mirror reflects simply what is there. It is not inventing anything that is not there. Sometimes we feel like, yes, let's go for it, let's work with it, let's see through it. Other times it will be other areas of interest, but uh, certainly we cannot cut a part of our heart and put it somewhere just because it's non -very, not very convenient to us. Having said all that, yeah, I do agree <laughs> that uh, as human beings we need to take care of our need of solitude. Mm. It's very, very mm. important. Uh, Solitude, levadiut, um, the, the love of uh, being alone, the love mm. of being with other people, friends, and so mm. forth. The, the love of being in different forms of not just yeah mm. in one person romantic love that can be a very big jail. Mm. But nothing, including romantic love, cannot take away your freedom. Mm. And as Itai was asking uh, the other day in the Q and A's, you know, it, it has the element of the divine in it if mm -hmm. we let it. Mm -hmm. I don't agree. Good. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. It's a view. 
and it's also based upon an experience. And <coughs> it doesn't have to be uh, like that for everybody. Yes. But you ask me, so I say what I feel. Mm-hmm. No. Maybe about this kind of having the divine, I, th- I think love is much bigger than the, the romantic relation. Mm-hmm. I think the romantic mm-hmm. relations make the love very narrow mm-hmm. and very obsessive, and I, I think there's something bigger. Mm-hmm. I start to recognize something else, mm-hmm. actually. It's very mm-hmm. interesting to look into the word romantic and what actually we mean when we say mm-hmm. romantic love because mm-hmm. each person maybe means something a bit mm-hmm. different. To me, it does has this scent of the divine. Mm-hmm. As just as well as when I'm in nature and my heart is really mm-hmm. touched, it's romantic for me. Mm-hmm. So romantic is, for me, not a bad word. The obsessive element that comes in it will come in other forms as well, and it's better looked into it as soon as possible, as soon as the better. So, yeah, actually to separate the garbage from the jewel is a lot of what it's about. As the experts just spoke. And <laughs> You've been in relationship before. Was yeah. that a hindrance for your liberation, darling? <laughs> <laughs> Depends which woman. <laughs> names, names. <laughs> Very bad joke. I'm shot for that. Rightfully <clears throat> so. Um, there might be, if I may respond... Um, might be periods, Lebanon, fully with you. But <laughs> the listening to oneself, it may be a period of time in which the sensitivities and uh, awarenesses are, the feeling of community uh, is more important for me at this time in my life than being in a relationship, in an intimate, sexual, romantic, erotic uh, relationship. And that is the case, and there's that opportunity, I would definitely listen to that voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to see how that evolves. And for some, some of us uh, here, uh, we have listened to that voice at times or periods in our, in our life. And there are others, and listening to a strong affirmation of this just now with uh, uh, Leela, and it shows in her being, it shows in her way of life, shows in her relationship, that there is that wonderful expression of an integrated way of life in which the romantic, personal, intimate relationship doesn't feel like it is getting in the way of anything. <laughs> and there are people in this uh, hall here who know that directly from their experience, and there are others uh, in the hall, who senses at this time in one's life that the words that you express others can resonate with. Community, mm-hmm. not being in the relationship, and there's a long history of this exploration. Mm-hmm. Right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Done. Done. Yeah. So that romantic note we can. Let's have a our quiet minute, shall we? beings keep alive the uh, joy of 
questions and explorations. May all beings keep heart and mind open to each other. May all beings live with love and liberation. <coughs> the uh, time is at 9.15, a couple of minutes to stretch the legs. And uh, two or three minutes to uh, stretch the legs. And then uh, five minutes time, evening program, and let's, let's finish at uh, 10 p.m. So for 40 tomorrow? minutes. I'm sorry? Tomorrow? And then tomorrow the day begins as it has on the previous days together with the, the 6 o'clock uh, wake up, the 7.15 sit of course and 7.45 uh, the breakfast uh, time and then we'd like to start punctually please in here at 9 o'clock uh, tomorrow morning um, forming into uh, the, the, the circle some uh, sharing uh, together a few words about the transition to the daily life, a little bit about the, the future and the loving kindness meditation uh, at the end. And 8.30, 8.30, we will do the picture. Eight. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so 8.30, 8.30, we're taking pictures. Sarah is here, we were waiting for you. <laughs> we took some pictures. Huh? We took some pictures. Everyone, yeah, yeah. And that would be on the. Where will it be? Because the other group. So we have to decide, Lorne. Um, we can yeah. go behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, deep. Deep, where we can talk. Yes. Okay. So building number six, just behind. Find each other and find the building. 8.30. Follow the noise. <laughs> what do you know exactly? <laughs> 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 <laughs>